Well, today we've got a great session with none other than Clark Stover. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Clark is our longtime director of specialized tax incentives and uh, brings an amazing uh, amount of insight to the call today. Um, he's got some great questions he's going to be answered that came from the field, as well as some great coaching and, uh, again, insights that I think everybody's really going to benefit from. So all of that is coming up in just a few minutes. But first, we've got today's Daily Focus. And our Daily Focus for today is a little bit of follow-up. I know it's not Friday, but this works for Thursday. Imagine that. Follow-up on a non-Friday. On a non-Friday. <laughs> um, this one's a little bit different the way we're going to do our follow-up, but I like it. And it's one of my favorite industries where we've been kind of focused on restaurants this week. And we all know that the restaurant industry is actually in hospitality is one of our biggest and most highest qualifiers. Yeah. And I think sometimes overlooked when we're looking at the big scheme of things. Um, but very um, easy to yeah. get in the door. Well, this plays off of yesterday's post a little bit. Yesterday we did a social media post, finally a tax break to help the restaurant industry, and then your client sign-up link. Now, from that, um, you should see some shares, maybe some comments, some clicks, and things like that on your Facebook or on your LinkedIn feeds, and um, those are all restaurants. And so now we wanna kind of follow back up with those restaurants. Mm -hmm. And Kendra, there's a couple ways to do this. There's my clients, and if people don't already have existing restaurant clients, you can always go into lead feed and, and do it that you. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like the way that we're going to do this today. So we're going to use um, the lead feed or our um, sorry, <laughs> the name of it is. <laughs> we're going to go into your system and pull them out of there. But we're going to do an email blast to you know a few, a handful, three, five, however many you want to get started with this morning. But keeping in mind that the email verbiage can easy, easily be tailored to be a phone script as well. Absolutely. So whichever way you're more comfortable, start out that way. But it's simply gonna go like this. My name is Kendra and I work with GMG Savings. We assist restaurant owners to improve their bottom line through procurement, procurement <laughs> of specialized tax incentives and property tax reviews. Understanding your company's basic business profile is the first step to presenting you with a no-cost, no no-obligation value proposition based upon how much money we can save you, the cost of our services to procure the savings, benefit to cost ratio, the opportunity to meet with you to learn more about your business, answer any questions you may have, and present you with a transparent value proposition to improve your bottom line would be most appreciated. I'd welcome the opportunity to help improve your profitability and look forward to speaking with you soon. And this is a little bit more um, of a technical verbiage than we've yeah. used in the past, but it seems to work with restaurant owners for some reason. Um, so we've kind of kept with it. And like I said, keep in mind, you can take bits and pieces of this, create your own phone script and go from there. Or even when you're talking to them in person, you can pull bits and pieces from all of these different scripts. Absolutely. And one of the things I want to point out too, is you can always use this as a launching pad for an ask. So if you're looking and you're saying, Hey, you know what? I don't have any restaurant clientele. That's okay because you can look at this and you could forward this exact email, put a line above it that says, Mike, do you know two or three restaurant owners you could share this with and send this out to your existing base? You know, uh, Jane, do you know anybody that owns or is in the restaurant business? If so, share this with them. So this is a great way to get out there and do that. Well, even taking that a step further, Ryan, 
Throughout this journey, many of you have, if you didn't already have associations with groups, you've built them because you saw the value, you saw the response. Restaurant industry, hospitality industry has a lot of those networking opportunities, groups on Facebook, on LinkedIn that are specific to their industry. You could change this up a little bit and send it to someone within the leadership in those groups and see if you can get in that way. It seems to work really well for that as well. So lots of ways for this. Restaurants are great qualifiers for cost seg, for property tax, especially for hiring incentives. Uh, you know, there's a lot of turnover in this industry. So remember, this is a great industry and a great way to get in front of them. All right, so for today's stories and questions segment, um, what we've done is we've compiled a few questions that are a little more technical in nature that have come on come in over uh, the last week or so. And I have joined with me here today, Clark Stover, who is our director of specialized tax incentives. Clark, you're usually um, on maybe a second, third, or fourth call, things like that. Yeah, it depends on the need and the uh, the level of, of questions. Sometimes with and who you know, if we're talking to CPAs or or, or, or folks like that, or someone who's a little bit more technical, yeah. and get involved. And also with uh, you just mentioned with CPAs, so yeah. sometimes there's a larger partnership like a CPA. Or, Clark, we literally had to pause podcast recording a few minutes ago because you're working with a large staffing agency. Right. So partnerships, CPAs, things like this is also very much in your area of specialty. Right, and this is an area that we're developing and helping agents develop. So this is certainly a, an area that we want to pay a lot of attention to. Yeah, well, we got some great questions today. So uh, let's, let's hear our first question. Good. This is Jim in Texas. I've got a question about cost seg. Uh, I realize that you can go back as you know to the origins of, of uh, property ownership or 20 years, <clears throat> but as you bring the uh, credit forward or the de the uh, deduction forward, <clears throat> does it all have to be used <clears throat> in the current year uh, tax filing, uh, except for the portion that would be carried forward, or can you actually go backwards? for a year or two or three or four or five and amend returns using that uh, that captured accelerated depreciation. Thank you. Great question, Jim. Um, so Clark, let's talk about this. Okay. Yeah, it's, well, Jim, that was a great question. I, I must commend you. So basically, Unfortunately, as sometimes logic doesn't doesn't apply to the to the internal revenue. So in this case, it doesn't. You can't amend and go back and get that benefit. The benefit can only be brought forward and caught up via a specific form, a 3115, that is used to apply it. It's applied. The majority of it would be applied in the first year or all of it, depending on the need. And then that that portion can be carried forward for uh, as a loss that you can carry forward for 20 years. Now, Clark, let's uh, you mentioned logic and IRS in the same sentence. <laughs> so let's talk about what we mean when we say current year. Understand it's 2018 right now, but yep. in, for most companies, the current year is actually. 2017 so we're talking about 2017 revenue yes is actually the current year that we're looking at correct it is it's it's the open tax year that's the current year so if if 16 were open for whatever reason that would be the current tax year so that's what we're applying for and that's the current year that that benefit would be caught up it's the year we do the study the current tax year so it's got to be in this case 2017.
Hi, this is Paula from California. I was wondering if I could get a little more clarification on the property tax mitigation. Um, does that just include the property taxes on the commercial property owned, or does it also include uh, personal property that the business owner may own? I'm a little confused on that. Uh, in some areas, I thought I read that personal property was also included in that figure. So if you could clarify that, that would be great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Paula. So, Clark, let's talk about property taxes. Yeah. So, Paula, your, the answer to your question is yes, we do both. We do real estate uh, mitigation, real estate tax mitigation via the, you know, the states and the taxing jurisdictions within those states. But we also do personal business property and all of the audits that are necessary to get a reduction in that area also. So when you're looking at this and you're filling out the, you know, did they spend over X amount or what did they spend? We're talking what's called most commonly personal and real is kind of yes, the short exactly. uh, definition of that. That's it. So the, the, the property and the equipment. B, uh, Cottonwood, Arizona. Uh, my question is uh, regarding the research and development tax credit. So, um, you know, for tech companies, there's a lot of um, companies that already have their developed platform with its content, but they have employees that they hire who sit there and check user posted content because it's basically a quality control task, and literally that's what they're paid to do. So I was curious, like, um, does that does that qualify under the the R&D tax credit law, and like, because there's that QC process and they have a manager who then is in charge of making sure that they're following the company's guidelines for content quality control. And so if so, can you bill each and every hour for those people, those employees who do that, and also the manager, et cetera, because it's kind of like manufacturing, but it's really about user-based content. Um, that's my question, thanks. Well, look at you, Richard. Uh, this is a great question. <laughs> and what I like about it is, um, obviously, when you ask a question like this, you got a specific client in mind. Right. And let me start by saying, I love this client. I love the type of work they do. Uh, they're highly technical in nature. And, um, you know, but let, let's dive into his actual questions here. Okay. Yeah, good. So that, that was a very technical question, of course. So um, the answer to that is yes. What you, your, your thought process is correct. Those types of activities could be qualified, could be, could be uh, judged as qualified research ex expenditures. But as far as how it's billed and their, their, their compensation, that's something that we would have to do and the, the experts in the industry would look into it. And it is an area that we're, we're getting more and more into. It is, you know, a newer area, the content uh, regulation by companies in their, you know, existing yeah, Mainly platforms. because it's becoming so much more popular. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we do have experts in this area. So, yeah, let's talk to this client and, uh, you know, yeah. get, them, get them set up. For everybody else, let's talk a little bit about the R&D process as a whole. So understand this starts with this very generic question of what's your annual payroll? You know, 500000 a million, $5 million, $10 million. From there, this is just really a pre-qualifier. We're saying, hey, a software company that has X payroll, a manufacturing company has X payroll. This is, of course, going to then lead to a discovery call. Yes. And in that discovery call, Clark, when you're talking to, could be a manufacturer, could be a general manufacturer, could be a, a QC company, could be a software company, you know, talk a little bit about what you're looking for in that first call. 
I'm just, I'll ask him some general questions basically to understand the scope of the, the part of the, the credit that they may qualify for, finding out if it's just a small part of the company. But also a lot of times I'm convincing them that they qualify. Yeah. That's, that's the majority of what I do. Yes, because you're a small company, you would still qualify. And, and so we get that a lot. So my role is just, you know, bring them along, talk to them about the first step, which is checking for tax utilization and 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 generally qualifying with the activities yeah. they have and then you know say the things that convince them that this is a legitimate credit and they want to you know go down that road now from there we now know we have a client that's a good candidate for section 41 the R&D tax credit yes what we want to do from there is now they're they're a client they're in production and richard really the rest of your questions what you're really saying is okay we know they qualify the question is how much do they qualify that's going to get answered um, really during our process of what we call technical interviews. Yep. And this is where um, you know our project managers, um, sometimes our intellectual property attorneys, have one-on-one -on -one technical interviews with the people actually doing the work. And that's where we're gonna discover, Richard, the specific answer to your question. Because you know it's very broad in nature and Clark's answer is very broad saying yes, but really there's a lot of factors that come into play where we're gonna ask how they do the work, who takes the risk, how that work is assigned. I mean, there's really so many things. So two parts to this, Clark. One is, do they qualify? Yes, no. Yeah, yep. And then the second part is, how much do they qualify for? And that's really the other part of the process. And, and that's just, yeah, as far as our, our, you know, the sales is concerned, we turn it over to the experts and let them determine that, the engineers and the, and the attorneys that actually do the work. All right, Clark, I'm gonna ask you one here that this one's from me. Um, it didn't come in as one of the questions, but um, you know, let's talk about CPAs a little bit. A big part of your job is working with CPAs because we, we and how this comes about is we do a cost seg evaluation or property tax, R&D, Watsi, whatever the case is. And at some point or another, you'll end up talking to the CPA. And this is like a gold mine. And I don't think everybody realizes uh, that that's the case. So talk about this process a little yep. bit and the benefit there for it. Well, basically, yeah. Any any contact I have with with the CPA, I'm I'm looking to you know find out. Hey, is this an opportunity for some of your other clients, right? And it's always better in my in my area is to talk to them earlier in the process as opposed to later in the process if 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 we're performing a service for them. But in any case. A lot of times it's convincing that the, convincing the CPA that there is an opportunity for other clients that they have, you know, thinking outside the box. And I, I'll, you know, I'll talk to them about, you know, what I see and what I've talked to other clients about the role of the CPA is not just to prepare taxes, tax forms, that's, you know, that's fine, but it's also about saving tax dollars for their client. So the strategies that we have are that so why wouldn't you want to take that to your other clients and say hey I've got some strategies to save you some tax dollars let's talk about them because of the situation you're in there may be some strategies you know that we can help you with and whether they introduce us separately or as just part of their firm uh, you know either way works fine they can just we can work through the CPA and all the details and and either way we'll work with the CPA to get that uh, to help his other clients so these are you know, a great fit. Yeah. Now, one of the newer growing trends we're seeing is CPA firms that want to use hiring incentives. Right. In other words, the Watsi program yes. uh, is kind of a platform for their clients because you know, it's like 
clients almost expect their CPA should be doing this, even though that's really unfair for them to expect that. It doesn't change the perception that, hey, I have a CPA, I have a payroll company, right? I have a staffing company, aren't they doing this? And the answer by and large is no. Correct. So if someone has access to a payroll company, a CPA firm and, and whatnot, how should they go about discussing this opportunity um, you know, to, to work further with these, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, I'm yeah, rambling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so the way we do it is, um, you know, you're the CPA, you know the, the payroll of the company or you know how many hires they're doing, how many people they're bringing on. So if they wanna run with some of our services, we can certainly do that. Uh, you know, with, with the Watsi portal, for example, I've had CPA firms, you know, sign up for it and then they roll it out to their clients. Some of them do it as just a value add. They're paying the monthly subscription and the client is getting the benefit and they're just doing it to enhance what they look like in the marketplace, which is a much more robust you know, firm than other CPAs who don't do these sorts of things. They're, they're actively providing credits for hiring for their clients. Even though we're doing it, they're getting the credit for it, which is perfect. Uh, so they pay, they eat the prescription cost and then they, they present it to their clients. So they know their clients and that's the best way to do it. It's just, you know, is it to introduce us to them or one of our advisors or is it for them to talk to their yep. clients and do it that way? And this is a great value add for them because they're going to turn around and charge for this service, yep. obviously. These are billable hours. So uh, Both, both, yep. Yeah. Well, Clark, I appreciate it. We are literally a few days away, for, away from uh, the next test. Yeah, i got to get back to work, man. And, um, <laughs> so this is literally between discovery calls. We filmed this in two, uh, two segments here, so I appreciate you taking the time today, and I know everybody else on the, on the line listening does as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thanks. Well, that was today's Daily Focus. Remember, in the app, click Share a Story or Ask a Question. We'll be covering as many of those on the air each day as we can. But first, be sure to log into your portal. Take a few minutes to complete today's activity. It's one simple step designed to move your business forward. Tune in again tomorrow and every day through April 16th for another daily focus. We'll see you then.